of Make Him Known. Yay. We are so glad that you're here with us to join us yet again. And um, yeah, we're just excited to, to be on this journey together. And do something a little bit different today. Yeah, we're excited. We're <laughs> excited. Um, we That's just what Becky Bingo saying, excited. Excited. And not pronouncing the X. Yeah, or we're any like any of it. Excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I sometimes say really weird things and then I don't realize it until I say it out loud and then, and then people someone comments. points it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the other day my mom goes, you say hence a lot. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah. Hence. Yeah. Because I think I'm very like, I can sometimes be very lawyery and be like, you know, make hence, an argument and be therefore. like, hence. Yeah. <laughs> therefore. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the other day I was um, talking to people at camp and I said, um, the butt crack of dawn. Oh yeah, and everyone like paused and <laughs> laughed, and I was like, "Right, right. That's, that's not a normal not thing to a say." Normal saying. I and say it all the time now too yeah. because of you. Yep. yep, I got it from Marissa Springers. Ah, uh, shout out to her. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, we want to say a quick thank you to Megan, yeah. who was our last friend on the episode on the podcast. My goodness, and um, it was so encouraging to have mm -hmm. have you on, Megan. So thank you, and your story was. Uh, just a beautiful story of making God known yep. and and uh, it and stuff that everyone deals with. Yeah. And I've literally dealt with things that she talked about like since then. And I've seen so many like videos just about like mental health and different things. And obviously God connecting the dots and you just become yep. more aware of something once someone yeah. makes you aware of it. Right. Yeah. So we've had like incredible feedback from that episode already yeah. and it's yeah. only been out for like two weeks. Yep. So thank you so much, Megan. We really appreciate you. And uh, our number one fan. Yeah. Oh, Though someone, who was it? Someone, someone listened to it and was talking about how we said that she was our number one fan. And someone said, I don't know. Tammy's a pretty big fan. Tammy too. actually said to me, she's like, when you said that, <laughs> I was a little bit sad. That's so funny. So okay, I, Tammy like, and Megan tied. Yeah, they're like for tied number for number one fan. Yeah. Anyways, someone else is gonna reach out. Yeah. And be like, um, can I? Can it be a three-way tie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um. Man. Yeah. So thank you, Megan. And yeah. if you are a friend and want to share your story, even if you're not a friend, if you're a listener say. and you want to be a friend, yeah. please. Come We're not saying like enemies come on here, though. If we have enemies who are listening. That's great. We love that. That's yeah. I don't have any enemies, so that's not possible. Yeah. But yes, if you don't know us from Adam, but you have something to say and something to share. We have a microphone for you. Legit. And if it goes really poorly, we just won't air it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyways. Um, so oh let us know if you have a story yes. to share. Anyways. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just also want to say something super exciting. We are recording this episode for the first time ever in Anna's new apartment. <laughs> it's kind of really weird. I'm it sitting is. here and I couldn't find out how to sit on my chair. I was like, everything is different, but it's she okay. She was like, where do it's I plug good. these things in? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, it's cool it's though that we, it is we can do this. exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's good. If you, if you want to see a tiny little picture of part of my apartment, check out the social media post yeah. of our selfie. Yeah. Assuming that we don't forget. We will not forget. Okay. Yep. We need to start doing it at the beginning. Yes. Not at the end. Yeah. Very um, good. Okay. Fun facts. Fun Anna, facts. hit us with your fun facts. Okay. So 
This fun fact was born out of the fact that uh, my sister, Raya, and I just finished watching the Hannah Montana movie. Not for the first time. Don't at me. Um, and uh, and Becky was like, make that your fun fact. And I was like, eh, no. But then I was like, ooh, here's a good one. Um, Raya and I really enjoy finding hidden gem movies that we call Elizabethtown movies. Because if you've ever seen the movie Elizabethtown, that is an actual movie. If you haven't, you should go and watch it. It has Orlando Bloom and Kristen Dunst in it. It's like from way back when they were like younger. Um, but uh, it's the way that we describe it is it's a movie that doesn't have that doesn't just follow a normal cookie cutter like plot, if that makes sense. I mean, every movie is unique in its own way, but like a lot of it's like, oh, comedies are the same as other comedies or rom coms are the same or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so on and so forth. And so we like to find movies that are just so random but which so good and random in the sense that if you tried to describe to someone what, what it was about they'd be like what like that sounds terrible you know yeah, yeah. so elizabethtown was the first movie that we kind of found we both love it and it's just a really random movie um so yeah we really enjoy finding um these elizabethtown movies and if you have one please let us know last night we watched raya staying with me this week and last night we watched um Someone Like You, which has, like, young Hugh Jackman in it. Also a good Elizabethtown movie, in our opinion. So, yeah. I'll have to watch some of these. You should, with us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We like introducing people to them. Though, usually an Elizabethtown movie is not a movie that is for everyone. You mm. know what I mean? Like, normally... I wouldn't suggest it to other people necessarily, right, right. even though I yep. literally just told all of you to go watch Elizabethtown if you haven't seen it. But it's just really cute and random. So, yep. It's yeah. one of those movies that if we watch it with someone and they're like, eh, I didn't love it. I'm like, yeah, that tracks. I'm like, I'm not offended. Yeah. Whereas in there's other movies, if I suggest and you don't like it, I'll be like, get out of my house. Like The Princess Bride. Yeah, exactly. Though The Princess Bride is a little bit of an Elizabethtown because it's quite random, but yeah. it's very satire, which I love. So, yeah. Anyway, that's a deep dive into my movie-going uh, experience. Yes. Okay, um, Bex. My fun fact was that just last week I was at camp. I think I briefly mentioned it uh, in the Stories with Megan Because Megan was also at camp. Because Megan was also at camp. Megan was leading worship, and I was speaking, and it was just such a cool um, such a cool experience. I love kids, and I love camp, and I love Jesus, and I love teaching so it was just like a, a whole delightful week tell them about how you incorporated the podcast um how what like, oh, or oh like yeah, yeah okay okay yeah, yeah yeah um one of the i was like oh i'm really being put on the spot right <laughs> now i'm stressed out no one of the things that i did this year was um i got these i had these slap bracelets which uh kids love slap bracelets still so, yeah, they still do. Um, so I had like a package of slap bracelets and I said, if you can connect the dots between any of the morning messages to the evening messages to any of the theme verses or the chapter challenge or um, any songs that we sing, if you can connect any dots between any of those things, I will give you a slap bracelet. And I think there were about 80 kids and I feel like I gave out like at least 70 slap bracelets. So it was like super That's cool, awesome. super encouraging. It was really exciting. And the theme for the week was um, the faithfulness of God. And we also right. talked a bit about identity. So nice. it was kind of cool. It was like a really good week. I was thankful for how the Lord kind of made it all happen. Yep. And um, I was there for a brief moment and a kid came running up to Becky and was like, Becky, I thought of another connecting the dots. And it was just so cool to see someone else yeah. say those words like yeah. connecting the dots because we use it all the time it's and definitely so, yeah, it's, yeah it's become a make him known bingo it's yes. been a becky bingo for 
a long time. Yeah. But now it's like a camp bingo. Yeah. So it's kind of exciting. That's awesome. I yeah. Love that. And um, I also lost my voice when I was at camp and yep. then got like a sinus thing. I'm not sick, really. Like, I still sound sick, but I'm yeah. like on the very tail end of my sickness anyways. And it's not COVID because I had COVID f- a month ago. So <laughs> Not anyways, even. Not even. Three no. weeks ago. Yeah. Anyways, all the things. But I'm here, so I apologize if you're like listening to my voice and you're like, oh, she sounds disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You don't sound disgusting. I hope not. I think often we sound worse in our own heads when we have a cold. Yeah. Then usually people are like, you sound like a man right now. I'm like, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I will take that as a compliment. Because I have a deeper voice. And so then when I get a cold, it just gets 100% deeper. So. Yes, it always okay. Another random side fact, but it just reminds me of the episode of Friends when Phoebe gets a cold, but she sounds amazing. Yeah, like her voice is really good, and then her cold <laughs> goes away, and she tries to get a cold back again. Oh dear, I, I am not like that. No, most I people do not, are. Yeah. I do not want to try and get a cold. Yes. Okay. Well, I am going to pray for us, and then we're going to get into our first, not metaphorically speaking. Ooh. Yes. I hope you're intrigued. (laughs) Okay, let's pray. God, I thank you so much for um, just this time that you've given to us. I thank you for um, just different resources that you've given us, different ways that you connect the dots, the different things that um, have just shown up in my life in the last little bit, Um, just talking about the Trinity and just new things that I've learned and things that, um, yeah, Becky and I can just share with people. And we pray um, that we would just speak truth um, and that we would be not heretical in any way and just anything that you you don't want to come across, God, that you would just take that away and that you you would just give us the wisdom and discernment on what to say and that in learning a little bit about um, what you are not um, and learning about a metaphor that doesn't really work that we would actually learn a little bit more about who you are and what the Bible does say about you God and so I thank you um, that yeah we can we can just learn in this way and just share with one another I thank you so much for the amazing week that Becky had at camp and just sharing with so many people and God I pray that you would just continue to connect the dots for all of us and whether we we word it in that way as connecting the dots or we just see um, as you working through our lives, I pray that you would, yeah, just be doing that and um, that you would do that through this episode as well. Um, so we just give you all the glory in all of this. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, also, if you can connect the dots between any one of our podcasts or anything, I will give you a slap bracelet. <laughs> I do have some left. First um, come, first serve. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you say it. First come, first serve. Yeah. For some reason, my brain was like, that's not English. Yeah, that was it. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Um, So welcome to our first ever episode of Not Metaphorically Speaking, where instead of talking about a good metaphor that helps us to understand God more, um, we are going to talk about metaphors that don't actually work super well Mm -hmm. or... um, or yeah, don't don't help us to understand the Lord better, even though they might seem like they do. Yeah. And I think with the Trinity in particular, there's so many ways that we try to grasp the Trinity, try to understand yes. the Trinity. Um, but I don't think we do it very well all the time. Yeah. And I don't think it's always meant to be done. Like our human brains are just like, we don't understand something we must know about it. But the fact of the matter is there are some things that we will just never fully comprehend. And like I tell the kids when they ask me questions sometimes like at church, sometimes the answer is I don't know and I will never know. You know, it's not a matter. Sometimes it's, I don't know. Let me go do research on that. But sometimes it's like we're, our little human brains will never fully understand. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit more. 
Um, yeah, we, if you remember way back, I think in the very first episode, we talked about how we would probably do this eventually talk about, um, metaphors that don't work. Um, and I think that in learning about things that God is not, or things that don't work in describing him, we actually end up discovering a little bit more about who he actually is, you right, know? Right. So, cause sometimes you might be thinking like, okay, why are we going to talk about something that doesn't work as a metaphor when we could just talk about something that does? Um, but for at least me personally, there's been a couple of different things that have come up in my life just within the past few weeks, um, just about the Trinity that has taught me so much and actually corrected some false things that I had said or taught or mm-hmm. um, done before ideas that I had had. So we talked about doing like Trinity, like bad metaphors for the Trinity. Like Becky and I had talked about doing it way yeah. back at the beginning. Yeah. And so it's cool that there are a couple of things that have come up for both of us. Like, it's just lined up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Really well. Connected. Yeah, we get slap bracelets. <laughs> We should. We should get some yeah. bracelets. We should each have one. Um, so our first bad metaphor that we're going to use is the, the metaphor for the trinity of the eggs. So um, of the eggs. Of the egg. <laughs> yeah. The infamous um, egg. So I think a lot of people have taught the trinity in saying that there's a shell, there's the yolk, and there's the white. The white? I think I it's just know. called the white. Yeah. The egg whites, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and though they are three parts, they all together make up one whole. So that's one way of describing like three beings, but one, yep. one, sorry. Yeah. Three persons, but one being. Yep. Um, one item. One item. Yeah. So that's just a way that the church has used that metaphor. I know it's also been used with like peaches, oh. um, with like the outside, the skin, oh, the, the, the flesh or whatever, yeah. and then the pit. pit. They're all part of the peach, which make up the peach. Gotcha. Um, and they are all peach. Yep. Yeah. You could use it with so many different things yeah. because there's different parts of i mean lots of things have at least three parts to it you know what i mean yeah it'll be like it's like a lamp it's the shade it's the light bulb and the stand <laughs> like you know yeah, yeah yeah um another one i think this one kind of gets closer but still not because it's not it's not in the same sense of three different parts of one whole um but you've potentially heard of like the water metaphor with the trinity because water can have three different um what do they call it? States. States, yes. So it's like water can be solid in ice. It can be a liquid as water. And then it can be a gas when it's steam like steam. or vapor. Yeah, yeah, vapor. Yeah. So that's been one that I've heard before as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A way to help us to understand or hopefully help us to understand. Yeah. But it doesn't entirely work. And we'll get into that. Yes. But we have one more. Um, so another way that people try to explain the Trinity is that like one person so I'll use myself for example. I am a sister, I am a daughter, and I am an aunt. Yeah. So I am still Becky, and it doesn't really, like, I, I can exist as all of those three things yeah. all at once. Like, I will always now be a sister, a daughter, and an aunt. Like, yeah. that is just, those are three parts of my being. Yeah. Um, and so that's another way that the metaphor has been taught. Yeah. And I do honestly think that out of those three, that last one is the best one. Yeah. Yeah. The best of the worst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we say the best, it's like it. Yeah. You slowly get like a little yeah. we, we were saying a before, it's like it's if you had no idea what a trinity was like at all, like if you were explaining something to someone who was born on a desert island and never heard, it's like we understand why people would want to use this yeah. to at least just 
give them the idea kind of thing. You know what I mean? And this is where I've like made the mistake before. I've, I've always known that those metaphors are not perfect. Yeah. They're lacking in some way. Yeah. And that they're more faulty. Is that the right word? Maybe they're, they're more incorrect than other metaphors because we've said before no metaphor is perfect right Mm -hmm. like god describes himself as a father to us but even that's not perfect right Right, because it's like we can only relate it to a human full human father and not even that god isn't i mean jesus is but god isn't in human form you know what i mean like god the father isn't so he doesn't physically have arms he didn't actually have a son with somebody you know what i mean so no metaphor is perfect and i even think of when jesus is um talking to um Oh my gosh, I was going to say Nehemiah. Nicodemus. Thank you. In Nicodemus. Yeah. yeah. And he says, like, you need to be born again. And Nicodemus is like, I'm supposed to go back into my mother's womb. And it's like, yeah, like these things aren't the way that we describe things aren't always perfect. It's a way of yeah. getting our brains to comprehend it to a little bit more. Yeah. But I would argue that these metaphors are a little are more further off from the correct understanding than other metaphors yeah. are if that makes sense yeah yeah and and i would say with these like i just d- depending on who you're describing it to or who yeah. you're using them for it's okay to use these to help us understand it as long as you don't stop there exactly because stopping there gets us caught in yeah the reason why we don't like these metaphors <laughs> yeah and so i had never fully understood well, I knew why they didn't work perfectly because they just don't. You know what I mean? Like God yeah. isn't like an egg. He isn't like water. He blah, 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 all of these things. But then um, I'm taking a church history class um, this semester and it started talking about something called modalism. Then I was also listening to a 30 minutes um, with the Perry's, uh, which is a podcast um, with uh, Jackie Hill Perry and her husband, Preston Perry. And they were starting to talk about modalism. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Again, yeah. God connecting the and dots. And I studied modalism yes. years ago. So hearing it again, I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I had never had a word for why these metaphors aren't good. And I didn't even realize what it was that they were actually fully teaching in a sense. Right. So just for you guys to understand, modalism is the theological doctrine that the members of the Trinity are not three distinct persons, but rather three modes or forms of of activity the father the son the holy spirit and so there are people who actually believe that it isn't three in one it's these three separate parts yeah which is the danger i think of these three metaphors and i think to help teach modalism you can use the water thing yes because i always think about like how in order for something to be ice, like it, it ceases being, being liquid. Exactly. In order for it to be vapor, it's it stops being um, yes, water, water or it stops being yeah. ice. And that's the same with the Lord. If if we're saying that modalism is true, he yeah. would cease to be the father when he came to earth to be Jesus. Yep. And when he was talking about the spirit, he would cease to be Jesus when yeah. the spirit came. But we know that that's not, not true, true because they all exist together at the same time, at the same time as one. Yep. And yeah. then I would say that the reason that the father, son, brother, or as Becky said, like daughter, aunt, wife, whatever it is, um, the reason that that doesn't work is that those are roles that one person has, right? You know what I right. mean? It's not that you are actually three distinct things because yep. you can't 
split yourself up. Like the Holy Spirit is living inside of us right now while God the Father is in heaven with Jesus, his son incarnate next to him, you know? And they are all God. And yet they are all God. Yep. And there's no way for me to explain that because God is God. There's our, like, there isn't a metaphor to understand it. And I think with the egg thing, it's, it's just three different parts. They're not like, you know what I mean? It's not that the shell on its own is an egg. Like if you separated those three things, no one would go, Oh, look, an egg when they're just looking at eggshells, they'd be like, Oh, those are eggshells. Oh, look, that's an egg yolk. Those are the egg whites. But when we are talking about the Holy spirit, we are talking about God. When we're talking about Jesus, we are talking about God. And if we don't, like when we're talking about the Spirit or Jesus or the Father, if Mm -hmm. we don't talk to them about God, we are then stripping them of that divinity, which they deserve, which they, like, that's that's what they are. And and we have to steward that well and and make sure that we are wise in our understanding in order to honor them and and praise them in the way that they're worthy of. And that's what I like what you just said earlier is, you know, if you're trying to use these metaphors to just start a conversation or start an understanding for someone, because as we've said, metaphors and analogies are great ways for us to try to understand something that we don't by comparing it to something that we do. Right. But that's where the conversation shouldn't stop. And I think you could just have this exact conversation with someone. You could say, Hey, like here are three ways that people have tried to understand the Trinity before, but we can't stop there because there's this thing called modalism, you know? And if you don't know all the fancy words, that's okay. I didn't either. Um, but yeah, you can, there there is a a danger in bad metaphors right because sometimes not only is it a bad metaphor but it's actually supporting a false doctrine right right which that's what i didn't know yeah until a few weeks ago right yeah. i always knew okay the egg the water the father's son great. they're not great but i didn't realize that there were actually that they supported something that people actually believe which yeah. is modalism you know yeah and um so th- the, th- the episode from 30 Minutes with the Perrys was called The Beautifully Confusing Trinity. And um, that's, uh, yeah, that's where we kind of got part of this idea. Mm-hmm. And they said that, like, we should only rely on the information that the Bible gives us about the Trinity because that's where we can find truth from. And that's, like, a, the perfect place to glean yeah. information from. Yeah. So if if the Bible in Genesis 1, I think it's 28 or something like that, it says... 128 228 anyways in genesis when it says like let us create man like they're saying us as a trinity like if we know that they existed back then then they existed like and we know we know that they're one because of um deuteronomy as well deuteronomy six five five Mm -hmm. yeah six Six, five five. yeah um when israel the lord your god is one yeah right so it's like all of them are one and the the phrase trinity or the word trinity isn't actually ever used in scripture and sometimes people try to use that as a point of like like people who are trying to disprove um god and stuff like that but it's not that the trinity doesn't exist in scripture it's that we just never had that word for it yeah so someone created the word and if i was really good at paying attention in class i could tell you what it is but i can't but someone created that word trinity just to describe these three godheads right as we call it yeah 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 and um something else that um the the perry said if you have a chance first of all they're fantastic yeah um their podcasts are awesome and they're only 30 minutes (laughs) 
Um, sometimes they do go over. Yeah, just like us. Um, But uh, they were also saying that in order for God to be love, he must have had something to love. And the Trinity has always been around and they have always been there loving each other. So you Mm -hmm. think about this is something I'd never thought about before. This was so cool. Yeah. Back before God created the earth, before he created the universe, he was still there. He mm-hmm. has always been present, right? He doesn't have a beginning and an end. He is eternal. Exactly. Um, and so he was always present. And if God is love, he didn't become love once he created the world. He has to have always been who he was. And know? in order to love, you need to love something. Yeah, there needs to be a recipient of yeah. that love, you know? And so that was like a really cool way of understanding that as well. And then also actually... This is kind of another side fact, but I had never realized that it was like Jesus, the son who created everything. Yeah. It talks because, about that in Colossians. Yeah. And, and Hebrews, it ta- and, I think. Um, is it? Oh, shoot. I want to say. No, I want to say James, but my brain is malfunctioning on me. But anyway, um, no, I don't think it's James. I think I'm thinking of the Colossian verse that you were talking about. Um, but sometimes we say the word God and we don't realize like what part of the Trinity we're talking about. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just say the word, or I used to do something a lot where when I said God, I was always thinking the father, hmm. but I'm like, but Jesus is also God and the Holy spirit is also God, you know? Yeah. And so I just always assumed in Genesis when it's like God created the heavens and the earth, I'm like, Oh, it's God, the father, but no, it could have been any of them. And it yeah. says that, Oh no, it's, I know what verse I was thinking of in John. Um, later on yeah no i really do (laughs) just my brain right now in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god through him all things were made and without him nothing has been made that has been made so so if the word is jesus christ so if it says that through him all things were made then it was him in the beginning that made everything you know so sometimes i don't think we really stop to think about the different aspects of god and the trinity and all the different things that they bring to the table you know yeah it's actually funny that you say that because my teacher from Tyndale, one of his uh, biggest pet peeves is when people are praying mm. that they pray certain things to the wrong Godhead. Godhead. So they'll say like, oh, thank you. Thank you, God, for or thank you, Father, for um, dying, dying on the cross. Yeah. And we're like, OK, but it wasn't mm. him that did that. Yeah. Jesus did that. And yeah. you don't want to become legalistic no no no. if it's like a new person praying or whatever you're not gonna get smited on the spot or anything like that but prayer prayer. it doesn't count (laughs) but no that is i think there's an importance in thinking about you know who the different aspects of god are because they do have different roles and different beings yeah yeah, different because that's the whole point you know and um something that pet peeve of mine is when people pray and i think we do this because we don't think about what prayer actually is Hmm. and that's why it's a pet peeve of mine not something that i'm like this is wrong yeah Yeah, i just think it makes me sad sometimes because we're not thinking about it but so often and i've been totally guilty of this as well when you're praying and you say like oh um i'm trying to think of how to word it when you're talking and you say God as like a third person, but it's, but you're talking to him. Mm. It would be like me talking to you right now and being like, Oh, so Becky the other day did this. And you'd be like, hi, that's me. Yeah. Cause sometimes we're like, Oh God, 
I can't even think of how people do it, but they do it all the time. And I'm like, but you're not talking about God. That's what it is. You're not talking right. about God when you pray. You are talking to God. Yeah. You know? So you wouldn't say, oh, God helps me when I do this. You'd be like, God, you, can you please help me with this? Yeah. You know? Because yeah. I, I think sometimes we do it a lot in corporate prayer because we think when we're praying, we're praying like factually and to give information to the people mm -hmm. that are listening. But that's not what prayer is. We're, we're preaching. Yeah. Yeah. And I read a book on that actually, where it was like, don't pray and be like, cause I've done this before too, where I'm like, and I don't know, this would be an interesting discussion to have with people, like what their thoughts are. You know, sometimes when you're praying on a Sunday morning, like up at the front and it's like, oh God, this happened to so-and-so on the weekend. And so we pray. It's like, God knows that that happened to so-and-so on the weekend. You don't need to tell him that. Yeah. But it's like, are you doing it so that the people in the audience understand but is that how sh we should pray? Right. Or should we just literally pray as if it's God and I in the room and nobody else is there? Well, I think, I mean, we don't need to get into this, but yeah. I think on like specifically on a Sunday morning, if you haven't talked about yeah, it beforehand, I think there is value to explain it. Yeah. Because that that enables people to pray corporately. True, true. Right? Yeah. Like, because if not, you, they'd be like, oh, what is, well, you'd be, you'd be caught up being like, what are they talking about? What is yeah. he, what, what? And I think the book that I was reading was more talking about when you're pouring your heart out to God, don't pray like factually. Don't just give him the information. He already has the information. He wants you to pour your heart out to him and be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. I need you to do this for me. So on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. That was a huge that tangent. Was, it was. It was something it was, I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Apparently we'll have to do another whole yeah, episode on, on prayer. prayer. Yeah, yeah. We should. We should. Um, mm. One of the things that I think is really awesome about the Trinity is that it is a, a, a mystery. Yeah. I was going to say a ministry. It is a mystery. Like God, for God to be God and to be fully God, he cannot be fully understood or fully explained. And that is just that like, th and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, cause if we could fully understand him, he would then be limit. Like yeah. there would be a limit Box. to him yep. and he's not like he's beyond our understanding and mm -hmm. his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His, yeah, yeah, he, he, his understanding has no limits. That's yeah. Psalm 145, I think. Yeah. Um, but like, I think that's where the joy of the unknown comes in with the Lord yeah. because we can still love him in the unknown in the not fully understanding but i think in talking about the trinity it's always good to to recognize this aspect of it that yeah. we won't fully know yeah but that we can try to grasp and understand and that's why i think like these metaphors aren't like we don't need to, to, to just trash completely them. trash them because yeah. they do help us to understand so long like we said that they don't just stay there yeah exactly yeah yeah and i think um yeah, kind of as I said before, that there is a danger in bad metaphors. Yeah. But I enjoy conversations like this because yeah. I'd rather have a conversation about it than be like, okay, let's just throw that out. Because I think sometimes, and we talked about this um, in a previous podcast, but we throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know? In the, yeah, in the yeah. filter one, it's like, oh, okay, we're so afraid of like understanding things falsely that we were just like, we throw it out. Yeah. And actually, while I was on um, that mission trip, there was someone who was talking about um, their 
um, their testimony. And something that they were really caught up with was the Trinity, because a lot of people, um, especially like former Muslims, have a hard time with Jesus being God, right? right because right. they, they think just think he's that a prophet. Yeah, they think that we're practicing um, monotheism, no, polytheism. More than one God? Yes, yeah. polytheism. And that we're worshiping three different gods. And we're like, no, 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 it's one. But I could yep. understand how you would get confused with that. Yeah. And so that was something she was really caught up in. But someone used, I can't remember which one, but it was one of these metaphors to explain the Trinity to her. And the light bulb went off for her. Yep. Was that a fully great metaphor? Did they say, oh, but it's not perfect. It's actually modal. I don't think so. But God allowed that to be the thing. Yep. That literally was the step that she needed to become a Christian. Yep. So it's like sometimes I think we get really caught up in God being like, no, I'm not going to. He can use whatever he wants yeah. to bring people to him. You know. And I think that also just adds to the beauty of God. Yes. Because he will use us in our weakness, in our bad metaphors, in yeah. our whatever, in, in our order misunderstanding. to make, make himself known. Yeah. Because he's not limited yep. by that, you know. Full circle. Full circle. Yeah. Yep. One other thing that the Perrys talked about was how the whole Trinity is involved in the salvation process. So they talk about it more and they 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 laid it out very beautifully. Yes. So honestly like listen to this ep- stop listening to ours and listen to theirs like it was so good. Um but they said like we are loved by the Father and then the Father like set up this plan to have Christ um die on the cross for our sins so that we could be redeemed and saved by Christ and then we are um sanctified at um at salvation, but also then further afterwards, um, by the Holy spirit. So all three Godheads are involved in mm-hmm. the process of salvation. And I think it's really cool. Cause I know for me, a lot of the times I'm like salvation, that's, that's Jesus, Jesus. like Jesus, Jesus equals that. salvation, yeah. you know, and he's the one who, who did the physical act of dying on the cross. Yeah. But like if, if the Lord didn't love us, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have sent his one and only son. Mm-hmm. And if, and Christ even said later, like it is better for me to leave yeah. that the Holy spirit should come because then you can live with him. And like, there are so many verses that say like the Holy spirit, which is the same spirit who raised Christ from yes. the dead. Like he's the one who lives in you. And I think if we only grasped like oh, yeah. the whole like uh, if only we could grasp this that that is living inside of us because i think i had so many conversations with the kids last summer about this they were like why did jesus have to go like why can't he still be here which is like so cute and i'm like i get it i also am like i wish there was a physical like someone that i could tangibly be like ah like yeah talk to like sometimes i'm so jealous and you're like oh that's so good sometimes i'm so jealous of the disciples but i always told them that verse where it's like he literally said it was better for the Holy Spirit to come. And if we believe that Jesus is God and that he can only be truthful and honest and do what is best for us, then we have to believe that the Holy Spirit is absolutely what we need, right? Yeah. And that's literally, like, he's literally with us all the time. And I think we don't tap into that near enough, you know? It sounds like we don't want it to become, like, weirdly, like, new agey and like tapping into power and whatnot but seriously we have god present with us at all times which is like so cool yeah i also just found it it's john 16 verse 7 it says but in fact it is best for you that i go away this is jesus talking because Mm -hmm. if i don't the advocate or it's in some versions it says the helper the um mediator the mediator the comforter um he won't come if i don't go away 
uh, then I will send him to you. If I don't go away, then I will send him to you. Yeah. And um, one thing actually that I, I um, wanted to share was uh, an illustration, I guess, that I used at camp mm-hmm. to explain the Trinity and how they work together. Oh, yes. Because um, in John twelve forty five, Jesus says, if you see me, you see the Father. Yeah. Um, and then the Holy Spirit, we know, is the person who guides us to see Jesus. So what I did, and I was like, okay, Lord, I need your help because I don't know if this is going to work. So I sat on the stage um, in a chair and I just sat there and I said, I am representing the father. And I made all the kids say like, uh, Becky is not God. <laughs> like I, I made them all say that so that they didn't That's go hilarious. home and be like, Becky was God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, Becky is not God, but I am representing the father. Mm-hmm. And then I made someone in the first row hold a mirror that faced me and they were representing Jesus. Because if you see me, you see the Father. That's what Jesus said. If you see me, you see the Father. So it was reflecting me mm-hmm. sitting on the stage. And then someone was behind me holding another mirror that faced the students, like faced the mm-hmm. campers. And they pointed it so that they could see the Jesus mirror. Mm-hmm. And then in that mirror that he had yeah. on the stage, you could see me. So the Holy Spirit is the one that moves Mm -hmm. to align himself to the Father, which aligns us to the Father. And then through seeing the Father, or sorry, through seeing Jesus, aligns us to Jesus. Then through seeing Jesus, you see the Father. So it was just like a cool picture of how the Trinity kind of works together. And don't get me wrong, I know that it was three different people (laughs) in this thing. But like it was just a cool way because like countless times in John like Jesus will say it's the father who sent me I came yeah. to do the will of my father like I'm here to do his will if you believe in me like you believe the, in the one yeah. who sent me like it was so so repetitive like yeah. repetitive and he said um if you love me or if you love the father you must love me like we're the we same are one thing we are, right yeah. yeah and that's yeah. why I you know we've talked before about like secondary theology and things that we don't all need to agree on but I will take this to the grave with me. The Trinity is a foundational. If you do not believe that Jesus is God, then you can't accept his salvation, right? We have to, like Becky just said, with the three different roles they have, we have to have all three Godheads in order to live as followers of Christ, right? Like we can't have one without the other. They're so important. And I love kind of the... um, I think the mirrors explain this well too. It's like we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us Mm -hmm. who on our behalf like speaks to Jesus who is sitting at the right hand of the Father who talks to God for us as well, right? So it's like, it's like this little, I almost picture it as like the game telephone. It's like we we like pray or we struggle with things and the Holy Spirit's like, I got you. And then the Holy Spirit whispers into Jesus' ear and then Jesus whispers into God's ear kind of thing. It's like, so you know silly, I mean? but yeah. I love it. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah. So just things like that, like they, yeah, they all have such an important yeah. role and yet they all are God, not yeah. God's God. Capital G, Capital G, yeah, Yeah. one. I was really thankful because whenever I was at camp and I was trying to explain this, I literally said to the kids, I said, I'm going to pray right now because I need the Holy Spirit to help me to explain this illustration and like praise the Lord. He answered the prayer because it it worked. And um, the kids, I told them, I said, okay, I need you to be really quiet because 
um, it was Anthony who was helping me out. Yeah. He, I was like, he's going to move the mirror, but I, I need you to focus on the mirror. And I want you to give me a thumbs up when you can see me in that mirror. Not yeah. right now, in that mirror. And they, like, it was so cool watching their little eyes be like, oh, I can see you, I yeah. can see you. I was like, yes, Lord. Like, thank yeah. you. But it is true because the thought, like, we we do need to be sensitive to the spirit and mm-hmm. keep in step with the spirit because if mm-hmm. if you're not in step with the spirit he can be guiding you somewhere and you're off like smelling the roses <laughs> yeah. or doing so Wandering i don't know what you're yeah with our head in the clouds yeah yep. so yeah, exactly but i think it was a cool way of showing how they all yeah. work together i've never like heard of that before yeah like, i really like that yeah talking about how they work together yeah yeah that's good. It's the cool. The Trinity is just awesome. Like, I remember a few years ago actually just, like, taking a moment to be, like, thankful for each part of mm. the Trinity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because often we're just like, oh, God, thank you. Like, we're thankful for you. But it's like, do we stop and think about what that means? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and yeah, and not just say it, but be like, oh, God, I am thankful for God the Father. Yeah. And all the things that he fulfills and does. And then I'm thankful for Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because, yep. yeah, they're super important. Yep. Yep. Three beings, one, one God. God. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. That's cool. Well, I hope that this has been um, helpful for yeah. you guys. And, yeah, educational and informative, but um, helpful and, yeah, maybe correcting some false things that you had in your brain that you didn't even know in the same way that I did. Right. Uh, But then also, yeah, just understanding more about who God actually is and what the Bible says about him. And go and listen to 30 minutes with the Perry's. Listen to all of them. They're really good. So good. They talk about marriage a lot and I'm like, Oh, this is good. Yep. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. Well, after seeing him, we pray that you go and and make make him known. known.